1: Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, mat. This is episode 617. Of cognitive dissonance. And Cecil, we are pulled apart once more, this time not by the rampages of pestilence, but Mother (laughs) Nature herself. The snow, (laughs) Cecil, has kept us apart. We are recording from afar.
2: Somebody in the... Like, Illinois is not a place where you would expect someone to just fucking give up driving a car in the middle of the road in the snow. But tonight... (laughs) But tonight... I was driving home and in the middle of the fucking road, this lady just gave the fuck up. She was like, no, I'm done. Peace and out. She literally stopped in the middle of the road, two fucking yellow lines on the other side. And then she made everybody in the line go around her because she was like, no, I'm fucking done. I'm not. I'm not driving another centimeter home. Part of me
1: admires that kind of obstinacy.
2: <laughs> You know what I mean? You're just like, you know, cause like the rest of us are
1: just, we're just fucking fuck, right. I gotta do it. And you slog through, oh, and you're just like fucking God. head down. You're hating your life. And she's just like, no, I'm just <laughs> not doing it anymore. We have, it's 2022, quit. and we have reached a point where people are just like, fuck it, I ain't even driving anymore.
2: I am not even driving. The great resignation has reached drivers now. It's amazing. It's outstanding. It was it was employers. Now it's drivers. Everybody's resigning. You know, the other thing I hate about driving in the winter here, um, and I'm sure a lot of people have to deal with this, right, is is like especially today when there's so much snow coming down and then you have your you have your windshield wipers on and then you have your defrosters on full, you eventually wind up with an ice club for a yes, windshield yes, wiper. It's like yes. an ice club and it's just there's waving. There's nothing it's, you can do about that. Nothing, nothing. nothing. Honk, honk. It's eventually, honk. it turns into one big foam finger that's like we're number one <laughs> and it's like waving itself back and forth. It's insane, dude. It's insane.
1: I will also say, and I, I it, this is just getting worse. It genuinely is getting worse and worse. It, they, I feel like, Cecil, they used to plow the roads. And now I don't feel like anybody <laughs> plows the road. They, they knew this storm was coming because they canceled fucking school. Then the yeah. storm doesn't hit till mid-afternoon. Everybody's I drove. 15? <laughs> well, I, I didn't see a single fucking plow, Cecil. I drove I drove 60, yeah. 70 miles today easily. And I didn't Isn't see a single plow. Yikes. It's just it's fucking. Jesus, how are you surprised by this? (laughs) My my wife is from New York. She's like the roads are never this bad. She's like it
2: snows and they put plows out right away. It's Chicago is the worst. Terrible. Not only is Chicago bad at doing what you're saying, which is like cleaning things off, because we're constantly in the fucking negs. We don't have any money, so we 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 never. We like we got like a guy, and he kind of uses his car. He's He's on on break. He's like whatever, and it, and it's like when he gets to it, like he's got to finish this uh, this round of Call of Duty before he gets <laughs> out there to go fucking work on the roads. But the other thing too is like our drivers are the worst drivers in the world. Yeah, so you also are stuck indisputably. With- terrible drivers who have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they're constantly trying to change lanes. They're zipping around you. Everybody's in the ditch. Like you just go down the road and there's just like ditch, 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 yes. ditch. It's insane. Like we, we're the worst drivers. We have no preventative. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's chaos like fucking out here. bumper
3: cars out it is, there.
2: It is. It's insane. And
1: I, I am always amazed at how many people I've been driving. I'm, I drive and I drive a lot. I put a lot of miles on my car and I always have. And I've never veered off the road. Not at all, not ever. (laughs) No times have I intended to be on the road and then found myself no longer on the road. My fucking first car as a learning driver was an 89 Ford Mustang with rear wheel drive. I drove that thing in all kinds of weather with bald tires, Cecil, because I was broke.
3: It never went off
1: the road because (laughs) you don't just, but people out here, they fucking floor it. They think they've got they got all-wheel drive. And they're like, yeah, well, I, I've got great traction. It's like, yeah, but you can't stop. You gotta stop. Stopping you eventually have to stop. Is the thing yeah. all-wheel drive is not fucking? Yeah, man. They're always in the ditches, it's man. It's insane, dude. It's the worst. I and it's I'm like, sure, like Dracula song from fucking <laughs> white Rob Zombie out here just.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. I'm sure that there's gonna be a lot of people that will send us messages and be like, you should see it in blah, 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 or you should right. see it in blah, blah, blah. It I'm sure every place is bad. I suspect the Northeast is probably pretty good because they get fucking hit with snow all the time. Constantly. So they're probably they're probably better at it than we are. But like the places on the like, and I imagine like Colorado is probably pretty good too, right? You got to you're up in the mountains, you probably get a lot of snow. You just get used to it. We just get just enough of it for it to us to be yes. really bad at it. Yeah, dude. We get just not uh, just enough.
1: Yep. We're we're high school boyfriend sex. You know? It's like <laughs> it's just enough it's to like, be bad. Yeah, it's happening, but like it's not any good,
2: uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Are you not going to take the red pill? <laughs> Hell no, man. That shit is
2: weak. I'm going to uh, crush this purple pill and uh, <laughs> rip me a bump. Go to my local hospital, punch a doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Woo! I'm a god, baby. I don't feel nothing for no one. <sighs>
1: Whoa. Yeah. All right. So this story comes from Business Insider. Anti... <laughs> You just listen to this whole headline. This, this is, is so the good, world dude. we're living in.
2: This is so good. Anti
1: <laughs> <is so> <laughs> vaxxers head to a new life in a remote colony in Paraguay founded Paraguay. by conservative free thinkers who want to escape the matrix.
2: <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck has happened to the world? What has happened oh, to the world, God. Cecil? All right, I, I, got the, it. I, I didn't think John Gall was in the Matrix. That's weird. <laughs> the fucking is crazy. The Matrix. That's crazy.
1: Anyway, <sighs> I don't even see people anymore. All I see is Biden, Pritzker, <laughs> Mask, Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Fauci. <laughs>
2: you walk by as they walk by like you just see Fauci in that dress he walks by and turns back and looks in the red dress boom you're dead <laughs> he's got a mask on he's pointing a syringe at your face when you turn back the, the, the cops are shooting ivermectin bullets at you as you pew 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 pew. Actually, you wouldn't dodge those. You just want those to hit you. So right.
1: you, you go to get the jab. It's like this is the sound of inevitability. <laughs> you,
2: choose, you gotta choose the red pill is ivermectin, the blue one's hydroxychloroquine. hydroxychloroquine. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. My favorite Fuck part of this shit, article, dude. Tom. This yeah. uh, this is basically a bunch of people, they just leave their countries to go to Par- Paraguay? Paraguay. I mean, that seems like yep. a weird, that seems like a weird dart throw anyway. Right? Right? Like that, right. seems, that seems a little random to start, but it says here, it says, immigrants have settled in Paraguay's <laughs> poorest region, creating a colony designed as a refuge from socialist trends, of current economic and political situations worldwide, as well as 5G chemtrails, fluoridated water, <laughs> mandatory vaccinations, and healthcare mandates. And it's like, yeah, man, fucking great. You, now you get to live in a country, like a little tiny shitty country, like a fucking seasteading fucking barge <laughs> country <laughs> that has no sa- safety net. It has fucking... What shitty phone service? It has bad teeth. It has fucking tons of people infecting each other with like your fucking sickness du jour. And coughing in someone's face is a fucking unalienable right. (laughs) Like, I get to cough, I get to cough in your face, motherfucker.
1: I get the cough in your face, and
2: there better not be any good cell reception anywhere around here. (laughs) Also, there's fucking zero hospital ICU beds anywhere near there. They said there was zero. Zero. Zero.
1: None. None at all. Paraguay, they're also right outside the poorest region of a country that is, by and large, a poor country. It's actually a... It's actually a country that has a fair amount of wealth, but the wealth is incredibly concentrated. So almost all of the actual people there are very deeply, deeply poor. So you've got a bunch of fucking, I mean, honestly, you got a bunch of fucking spoiled fucking Europeans and Americans and fucking idiots zipping their way over to live in some compound in Paraguay just doing what? Just doing what? Hiding from fluoridated water? Motherfuckers, you're hiding from clean, safe drinking water. You're right? hiding from quality dental care. You're hiding, <laughs> like you're hiding from the... And I just think like, good man, go live in the middle of the fucking yep. jungle, yep. you fucking idiots. I hope a fucking jaguar rips your dumb throats out,
2: you fucking morons. Isn't this the best case scenario? Isn't oh, this natural fucking selection, just man? Go. Just Isn't go. this natural like this is of all the things that happen to anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. Like this is the best thing. You yep. self-selected this for you. Yep. Great. Because all it takes is like one traveler to show up with a fucking cough and all. There's going to be how many people in your community? They didn't say, they were saying a lot of these people aren't fucking spring chickens either. These are people who are older, right? So you're getting retirees coming there. You'll get one person in there with a sniff, with a fucking stuffy nose. Yeah, man, you're going to have some real problems. If there's zero ICU beds and no ambulances... But also, if there is an ambulance, who cares? What are they going to do? Drive you around the block until you feel better? Yeah, the, the people that. He's <laughs> like, like, well, okay, well, there's really nowhere to go. Uh, I can turn the music up. <laughs> will that make you feel any better? <laughs> I can play Life is a Highway again. You want me to do that? Or... There, no. Six... <laughs> yes, yeah, the highway It's highly transmissible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a highway to hell, is what it is. Exactly. <laughs>
1: They're talking about like 6,000 people and they're looking to expand this thing to 20,000 people. And what what cracks me up, Cecil, is they want this to be this like conservative utopia <laughs> in the fucking, middle of the fucking jungle. And I'm just like... It's Atlantis. It's John Galt, dude. Right. But yeah. how this always works, this works like the fucking bears in Connecticut or whatever that's, that Heath was talking yep. about. At yep. some point, you're going to reach a critical mass of people and then you're going to have to start making rules and then you're going to have to start having government. It's This is all going to fucking fall apart, you fucking idiots. I will be surprised if this doesn't end in some kind of tragedy. There's no way this is... Because to your your point, 20,000 people, they can't isolate. They're going to end up getting COVID. And the only people who can afford to give up their lives and move to the middle of the jungle are retirees. The rest of us are in our working years.
2: (laughs) And the reason why this never fucking works... Is because there's always someone who's going to take advantage, unless there's some rule set to stop yes. them from taking advantage. It just never fucking works without rules. These people think that they're like, no man, we don't need any rules. And then the moment, the moment shit starts going, I'm like, we need a lot of rules, sure, man. And as soon as like somebody gets sick and starts
1: walking around, and someone's gonna be like, hey man, you're fucking sick, walking around, you should stay home. I have to stay yeah. home. I it like it's That's all my gonna, freedom, right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess we don't have any American. Bald Eagles down here in Paraguay to (laughs) take this to and adjudicate (laughs) this dispute. I don't know what to do. This story comes from LGBTQ Nation. Ottawa residents are using a heavy metal song about gay cowboys. To get rid of anti-vax truckers.
2: <sighs> All right. So, Tom, the song this- they're playing is a song <laughs> called Ram Ranch. It's by <laughs> Grant McDonald. <sighs> okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preface this with anything but saying this is Ram Ranch. So we're gonna play a piece <laughs> of it. No, this is a six minute song. I am not gonna play it for six minutes. I'm just gonna play it till Tom taps out. Okay. <laughs>
4: Eighteen naked
5: cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big herd driving cocks wanting to be sucked. <laughs> Eighteen Holy shit. naked cowboys wanted to be fucked. What? This cowboys is the song. Cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch on their knees wanting to suck cowboy cocks. Ram Ranch really <laughs> rocks.
1: He's <laughs> not even trying to sing it. He's not even
2: no. trying to sing. Hot hard buff cowboys, cocks <laughs> the cocks driving hard. Eighteen more wild cowboys in the yard. With bulging cocks, every so hard. Okay, so that's top, all I got. That's that's it. all you got. Yeah, can Hold on, guys. Let me just tell you, it goes on like that. So it's just like it just goes on like that. But like this is fucking Chuck Tingle the music. It is. It is so awkwardly terrible. <laughs> it is. It is so much worse than
1: I thought it was going to be. I read, so, so funny, Cecil, because I read the lyrics, but I didn't actually listen to the song. I was like, oh, those lyrics are funny. It'll be good for the show. We'll talk about it. Yeah. It never occurred to me that it would be just said with music <laughs> behind it. I, I, I have so many questions about it's, how you produce a song where the music I is think, quieter than the voice and the voice is just pretty much saying stuff like this. And
5: yeah, it's just, just like, hey,
2: you know, just here's so a you know, list of things. Here's that. I, you know, I was thinking the other day about this ram ranch. Let me it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I, I love it. that they're my playing my favorite that at part, people. My fucking favorite part. So, yeah. if you're unfamiliar, the Ottawa, so the entire city of Ottawa, it feels like at least from what I've seen. I don't know exactly how extensive this is, but there's a large group of people that had trucks that essentially just went to Ottawa and then now they're blocking streets. They're just parked in the middle of the street. They just stopped to take over an entire city. And so they're just blocked. And then in the middle of the night, they will just let their air horns run and just blow their air horns. They're out in the middle street shouting and they're essentially just trying to disturb the peace the entire time. They don't want... I'm not quite sure what they don't want. Vaccines, maybe, I think. The thing is, is that a lot of these truckers that are up in like 90% of the truckers that are in fucking Canada are already vaccinated. This is just like a small group of dipshits that are very angry. And so they're mad and they're blowing off their fucking horns and they're being jackasses and they're out there talking on these radios. So like CBs and whatnot, and they're communicating with each other. Well, these people are just like, okay, asshole. And they just get on the CB and they just play Ram until <laughs> have to shut it off.
1: It, and it's so amazing. Whatever can be done to make their lives as fucking miserable as possible because that Ottawa truck shit show is a horror. I've read a few articles and I've listened to The Daily about it and it's like, it's a fucking horror. The, the thing is like, to your point, 90% of truckers are vaccinated. So... Most of this is actually being drummed up, not by the truckers themselves, but by it, it, it reeks of the Tea Party, where it looks yeah. like a grassroots movement, but it's actually entirely funded by outside forces. This is entirely funded by outside forces. Many of those forces aren't even Canadian. A lot of those forces are American forces. And a lot yeah. of the nonsense of this, these guys are walking around waving fucking American flags. They're walking down the street yelling, freedom, freedom which is a uniquely American ethos. It's not part of like the Canadian mindset to fucking fetishize freedom and liberty in the same way that we fetishize freedom and liberty here. The whole thing is political. It's drummed up. There's nothing organic about it and it's fucking shit up. It's, it's, it's making it impossible to move goods. It's, it's making the supply chain problems much, much, much worse. It's fucking with the residents of Ottawa. It's a mess. It's a yeah. total mess. And it's bled out of Ottawa. And now they're now they're doing this at other bridges, other major bridges across Canada, between Canada and the U.S.
2: They got so, taken off a couple of them. They've just like, they yeah. just went in and took them up. But I want to point out too, you know, these are a lot of Americans that are doing this. But, you know, on the other side of this, a couple of years ago, you know, when there was some big protests happening, and I think this was actually before the George Floyd protests, people were marching, it'd be a Black Lives Matter or something, and they would block a street yep. for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. And the fucking right went absolutely insane. They passed laws in places where you should be able to hit them with your car. They've, they've gone out of their way to say how abominable this is. But the moment COVID started, I, re- I don't know if you remember, but one of the first stories we covered when there was these People who were anti vaxxers or whatever, or anti, I forget what they were. They were anti lockdown <laughs> <Well, laughs> people. Yeah. They yeah. had blocked off a fucking a hospital. They had blocked off the road right around yep, the hospital. I and remember they that. Yep. In the middle of the road. It's different. It's different too than the people who are marching on the street. Those people are putting their body in the way, right? They're like, I'm going to stop it with my body. All these other people are like, I'm a fucking giant coward. I'm just going to park my big truck here and there's nothing you can do to stop me. When people block
1: a road, it's to have a protest that is symbolic. That's what it is for. It's to to have the attention. You get the spotlight. Then you get somebody to stand up and you get your your points heard. You get to create a little bit of mild disruption, but this is not mild disruption. This is like taking place over the course of weeks. This has been going on since the 28th of January. These trucks weigh 30,000 pounds. They're bleeding their brake lines and taking off their tires so the trucks can't be towed. They're creating entire enclaves. They've got a huge amount of logistical support. So they have trucks that come in and bring in, they truck in supplies of toilet paper and food and tampons and things like portable saunas and hot tubs, as well as like w- bottled water and porta potties. There's a huge like logistical effort that is a part of this protest, which is meant not just to say, hey, we disagree and we want our rights to be heard and we want to address grievances. This is, we want to sow the seeds of chaos and anarchy. We want to control this this whole town. We want to basically bully the government into making a different decision. And that's different. That is objectively just a different action. And it has massive economic consequences, massive economic consequences. I read a story that the economic consequences um, so far from the Ottawa truck protests is at least equal to, if not greater, than the entire BLM protest economic yeah. consequences. And I have no doubt of that. Because if you can't move goods over that international border, all kinds of shit shuts down. They're so all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is that I fail to see why this is that intractable of a problem. You just arrest the people. Just like we don't have to move their trucks right away, but if you arrest all the people. Then you've got all the leisure time in the world to fucking move their trucks with some big ass goddamn tow trucks.
2: They just get cranes but, and move them out <clears throat> of the way. Yeah. They're
1: they're kind of letting some of this shit happen. The, the Canada declared a state of emergency. They have like national emergency powers or whatever to finally start clearing some of these fuckers out of there. But they let this shit go on for weeks. And it's cost millions of
2: dollars. These people in Ottawa are pissed too. Yep. I saw Canadians screaming to these fucking assholes from their balcony. They're flipping them off. They're yelling. This one guy just walks out in the middle of the road with a pot and a and a ladle. And he's just sitting right in front of these people that are out there. And he's just banging it right in front of their face. And the one guy's like, get that on my face. He's like, well, don't walk into it. And he just keeps <laughs> on swinging it.
4: Can you imagine what could have happened if Sheriff had seen this? I mean, If he knew? Stop. What are they hiding up in that fancy about- mail? Ugh.
2: We said we'd do whatever it takes, right?
3: Whatever it takes. <gasps> Conspiracies!
2: Whoa! So
1: this story comes from deadstate.org. QAnon conspiracy theorist invents new conspiracy theory to explain why QAnon predictions never happened. <laughs> and I, you, is... you gotta hear him say it because the fucking mental gymnastics that one has to do to both acknowledge that... None of the shit you thought was going to happen happened, but also that that's okay and you should have expected that. You just got to hear it. It's amazing.
2: Also, these guys look exactly alike. Like these two guys are hairless cats. I seriously thought these
1: were the same guy. I thought thought this was just like a before and after. Well, it's just before and before.
2: It feels like one (laughs) of them's names is Patrick Gunnel's and another one's name is Praying Medic. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! All right, here we go. They Tell do look ab- literally identical. They look identical. They're the exact same. They're like they're powder. They're exactly the same guy.
3: <laughs> no one has been more pissed off at Q than me. Uh, for the you know three years we sat through of.
2: I'm so mad. I'm so mad because nothing has happened yet. Right? That's amazing.
1: I I love that he's like, boy, uh, I got to say, I feel a little duped here. I do feel (laughs) a little duped. I thought the things that you said were going to happen were going to happen, and they didn't happen.
2: Do I have a leg in my face?
1: (laughs) Do you see it? Do you see it? Man, fucking waiting three fucking years for this shit to materialize three years, Cecil, you can earn a fucking master's degree. <laughs> three years, man! You're waiting three fucking years! You're like, any minute now, any minute. Look, edging is fun, but at some point, you gotta pop. This you is ridiculous.
2: Like, you could do like three t- three tours in the Peace Corps. Waiting <laughs> for the arrests,
3: insane. thinking that the arrests were just around the corner, like it was just gonna happen, in this this next week, we're gonna see people arrested, and, and it never happened.
2: It never happened, uh, right.
3: So, I have you know, as much frustration as anyone does about how long we've been waiting for the arrest to happen.
1: That language, it never happened, is suggestive not of, but it's going to happen later. Like he's yeah. kind of given up on it.
2: It does sound like, it does right. sound like that. That would be amazing. I would love to see one of these guys deconvert on camera. Yeah. I would love to oh, see one of amazing. these guys just just look in the camera and be like, I'm a, I can't believe I fell for that. Like, right. why did I fall for that? What was wrong with me? He
1: doesn't go that far, but I think the language is like, okay, I don't think that's going to happen now. It's not right around the corner next week. I don't think he thinks it's going to happen next week anymore. And I, like, two years ago, you would be like, this guy would be like, yeah, it's going to happen next week. It's going to happen next yeah. week. Yeah. I don't think he thinks it's going to happen next week.
2: The certainty in their voice, Tom, since we've started this, since Q started to even talk, you know, since that, since there was a moment where people paid attention to Q and we were, that was big enough where you and I noticed it, right? right? there has always been a certainty behind everything they've said. And that's what's made it so ridiculous, right? Is that there's... It's so outlandish. It's so crazy. Especially when you get into the deep stuff, like the frazzle drip and the uh, Huma Abedin cutting fucking faces off the kids and and the people who fucking the people who are like, yeah, cheese pizza is a fucking kid or whatever. And all the and and then, you know, and then things started happening, but they were happening in the worst way, right? You get this guy who kicks open a door to come at pizza with a gun. Opening coolers, looking for kids. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you get a, a a guy with a fucking gun thinks it's real, and you just you just have these moments. You know, if y'all seven hundred people or whatever <clears throat> go down to Dallas to to find John, John, you know, there's all this. <laughs> They're still there's there. These, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. But The thing is, is like, like, there's all these moments where you keep looking at the camera, and it's like, it's like for the people who've seen The Office. Jim once in a while will just look at the camera. I don't know. like There's a, there's a look he has where he just kind of looks at the camera and he's in on the joke and the audience is in on the joke and no one else in the scene is in on the joke. And I felt like that for so many years where I just feel like I keep thinking, I'm going to look over and there's going to be a camera. Yes. And I'm going to say, no, this is, we're all crazy. This is a crazy people. Oh. Right? What, you guys were kidding the whole time, right? Yeah. I just feel like yes, that. And then all the time. once in a while, like once in a while, and I'll, I'll draw a parallel to the vaccine. Once in a while, you'll hear a deathbed confession, you know, a deathbed conversion rather of the vaccine. Once in a while, you'll hear about it. You'll hear the person who says, you know, they'll tell a story about how they were, you know, someone was crying and they were going to die and they knew they were going to die. And they're like, if I just got the vaccine, I, would, I wouldn't be here right now. You'll hear stories like that. Yeah. And I, you know, you don't know how true they are. You know, there's not, it's not like there's many that are, that are actually, uh, you know, verifiable. These are sort of friend of a friend stories, but you hear enough of them where you think one of them's gotta be true where somebody regretted it. There's gotta be a moment where somebody regretted it. And I feel like this is th- there's going to be something like that eventually when it comes to Q. There's going to be a moment where one of these big guys, these people who go on all oh, like that firefighter profit or the praying medic, why do they all have to have jobs? I don't know. Anyway, the firefighter <laughs> yeah. prophet or the praying medic, they're going to go on a thing and then they're going to say, "Yeah, I fucked up. That's my fault. I, yep. I I should not believe that shit." I, I
1: I sincerely and deeply hope that that happens. One of these like higher profile knuckle draggers, finally fucking figures it out. See, so right. I had this, I've had the same experience that's sort of Jim look at the camera. I, do you remember the movie, The Truman Show? It's a fucking old yeah. movie at this point. I remember watching The Truman Show and being sad because I was like, fuck, everything would make more sense if that was the truth. Yeah, And like there's <laughs> You're right, You're right, so right? many times in my life that I'm like, I've got to be on a set somewhere. There's no way. There's yeah. no way yeah. that like, conservatives are moving to Paraguay to get away from 5G
2: chemtrails. There's no there's way. There's no way. Uh, there is no way the president is talking to a pillow guy.
1: There's right. no way that's real. There's, seriously, Cecil, so many times in my life, I've been like, there's gotta be. Four seasons total landscaping. I really? Know.
2: Really? Four I seasons know. total landscaping.
1: Cecil, I will tell you this. This is the closest you'll ever hear me come to, to, to this level of nonsense and Woo. In my bedroom, I have a light, I have a light fixture from Ikea. And that light fixture is like a single round orb that the light comes from. And from that orb are a bunch of clear plastic sort of posts, they look like spikes. It looks very much like a model of the coronavirus. And I have looked up at that a thousand times in the last two years and thought, I'm dreaming the whole thing. You're dreaming the whole thing. I'm dreaming this whole thing, because Frazzle drip. Yeah. That's a fever dream. I That's man. that's what that is. Because it doesn't even sound real. It's, it's all too stupid. Adrenochromes and frazzled yeah. drips. And yep. I, I, I'm just, I'm looking, I'm staring. I got hit in the head and I'm yep. still staring at my fucking light fixture, Cecil. And this whole last two years has been nothing but a weird dream, man. I'm going to wake <laughs> up and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have saved a princess from a castle or whatever.
2: Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the movie Weird Science? Yes. Where they take... Uh, they they were trying to create something and they accidentally create, I don't know, rock, well, I don't know the woman's name. What was the woman's name? The real I don't pretty know. lady. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, she's a real pretty lady. They put a thing on a magazine and she shows up. They had right. like two jumper cables, touch a magazine and they make a woman or whatever. <laughs> and, I thought you needed and, a rib for that. And that's the story. <laughs> I guess they, maybe they did have a rib. You don't know. That's true. Um, But in any case, I just feel like what happened in, you know, somewhere around 2015 Somebody actually accidentally put those cables on like the, the meme page on Reddit <laughs> yes, yes. and it just, it just, <laughs> it turned it all real. It made yeah. it a real boy and right. you just stop and you look at it and you think, man, somebody was kidding about a meme and you guys thought it was real. Yeah. You thought that was real. Cecil, so we turned it into money. Like, that's like, like, I literally, I can't live in a world more, more
1: absurd. Like our money is now like, what if a joke was money? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know anymore.
3: (laughs) However, um, Q did warn us on the front end of the conversation that a lot of what he was going to put out was going to be disinformation. Yeah. Very true. Uh,
2: He's so eager. So eager to have it. Oh, Hope. he's very eager to have it be something that would, that would mi- still make his worldview not shatter information. Right.
3: dis this disinformation designed to make the bad guys make wrong moves.
2: And his, and his, his giant plot here, Tom, was to just not do anything for three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, they, so
1: did the bad guys, did I miss the part where the bad guys made bad moves? Did I yeah, miss no, that you part? You must have. You must have. Because like your great, like your secret strategy is to like juke them with this disinformation. Sure. Yeah. You and can then do like a spin move. Right. Yeah. But but what what I see is nothing happened. Like you literally like it was a hundred percent disinformation. <laughs> Where was the information? <laughs> literally nothing. There's no, there's because there's literally if you're making two columns, hits and misses. It's really all misses. It's all misses, man. But even if I grant you a handful of these minor fucking collisions and call them hits, there's still nothing here. the The thrust, the main thing that they're all waiting for is the pedophile ring to get taken down. You can't, if that's disinformation. There's literally nothing else, right? So it's like it'd be like if I was making a secret airplane, Cecil, and I put out a bunch of disinformation. About the technical specifications of that secret airplane, and you're like, oh, I, you know, it has invisibility, and it has radar shaped like ducks or fucking whatever. And then at the end of it, I didn't build an airplane at all. <laughs> the disinformation didn't like secure you yeah. from discovering my airplane. It, it did I nothing. I just didn't
2: build an airplane. Just wait. You just it did nothing. Yeah.
3: So you had to get real with that. If you're going to buy on. To the, to the Q thing, you have to know up front half of what Q is going to tell you is not going to be Control true. All the two. It's, yeah. for the, it's for the purpose of psychological operations and that's just how it is. Thanks, man.
1: That's yeah. yeah it's just, it's, a, it's
3: a total
2: psyop, bro. Oh, man. It's You're just not in on the psyop. Can I just... I just want to point out <laughs> <Yeah>. this, this <laughs> oh, story no, that I this saw real? while I was... Mike Lindell... Plans to airdrop pillows to Canadian truckers by helicopter after being turned away at the Click border. Click on that what story, now? Cecil. Oh, come on, man. Cecil, we are doing it live. How's that real? Mike Lindell plans to airdrop pillows to Canadian truckers by helicopter after being turned away on the border. That was February seventeenth. Says today. That's today. My pillow maven told the Daily Beast late Wednesday night that he intends to drop his pillows into Canada from a helicopter with little parachutes. <laughs> <text. laughs> This is adorable. Hold on, though. They're <laughs> pillows. They're not going to hurt if they hit the ground. Like, what's the big deal? I uh, seri- is Somebody's
1: going to get clubbed by a pillow. I, <laughs> I hope amazing. they're those, like, heavy buckwheat pillows. Because <laughs> they just go,
2: fuck, fuck. I hope one comes down and, like, lands in a trucker's soot pipe or whatever. <laughs> it just starts on fire. You're just going to uh, randomly rain comfort down on people. Uh, like, that's just- so amazing. The Daily Beast noted in the report that the little pillows would have little parachutes adding, make sure you put that part in or it could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that you can just, just drop shit at
1: people
5: either. So
2: now I feel Truman show it. Now I feel yes. like the Truman show. Now I also, what, how are you going to just take a helicopter into another country and fly around and throw pillows set Thank people. you. I don't it, think you can just airdrop shit into (laughs) urban areas. Yeah, this reminds me of the WKRP at Cincinnati Turkey Day where they (laughs) were throwing real turkeys out of the helicopter and they were (laughs) burning people with real live turkeys because they thought they'd fly. They didn't know they didn't fly. So they just throw a bunch of turkeys to their death. That's what this reminds me (laughs)
1: of. This is so great. This is is great too, real quick. When asked where he intends to drop the pillows, Lindell replied that he can't divulge that information, but he has the helicopter confirmed. We have the helicopter confirmed, but we are moving the time up to 11 a.m.
2: And it says Lindell's unvaccinated crew was stopped stopped from entering Canada this Tuesday because, you know, unvaccinated. That's great. Cool. Great. Oh, my God. Glad we live in this fucking reality. I, You know, these,
1: like, truckers have, like, these huge giant bonfires and shit. They're just going to, like, drop pillows into fires and drop pillows out of people's cars. They're, like, looking at
2: they're looking at the tag. They're, like, can we burn this? Is that how we can, <laughs> how can we use this? Because they have that, like, tag on it. That's, right. like, as long as your arm that tells you all the fucking precautions <laughs> with your pillow. Don't eat it. Don't burn it. Don't fuck it. All those things. Don't tell me what I can do with my freedom pillow, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <fucker>. Fucking shit. <laughs>
1: It'd be great if he was just flying around with a bunch of pillows in his iPhone and just hitting the airdrop button and
2: just... It's not working! <laughs> it's not working! Does it have to connect? Do I have to be in line of sight? How does this work? Yeah, I want to call Okay, that's it. Switch <laughs> around. Let me, uh, let me see...
3: Um, uh,
1: Allison.
4: Allison,
1: right. Uh, over here on the phallus. And your name is... Uh, uh,
4: cheerleader one.
1: Cheerleader number one. Oh, we got to talk about the Super Bowl because every time yeah. there's a Super Bowl, the, the fucking the right goes crazy about okay. the
2: halftime show. You Did you did you watch a halftime show or no? No, probably I didn't not. see it. No, probably uh-huh. not. So no, I this heard about time, it though. Yeah. So this time it was it was a lot of rappers from the 90s. So it was, you know, early 2000s rappers. Uh, Eminem, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent was there. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mary J. Blige, uh, I sing. Mary J. Blige was there. Uh, they they had Snoop. It was. I, I, I gotta say, like I am a guy. I like hip hop. I enjoy yeah. hip hop. Um, and so for me, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I like I knew all the songs, and so it was a lot of fun. And they had a lot of energy. Amazing. Um, uh, at the end of his song, Eminem kneeled, and that's a big deal in the NFL. Like he did it on purpose to like you know do the the kneel where he he like went down on one knee and the internet went crazy. And what's, what's so funny is I saw a bunch of people say, you know, you could tell how pissed off they are and how the NFL didn't want him to kneel. They told him not to and he still did it. And then they were like, there's a bunch of people who are talking about it afterwards. And they said, it. then it wasn't about, it was never, ever, ever about the anthem because he didn't kneel during the anthem. He right. kneeled at the end of his own fucking song. And it was never about the anthem. No, it was it, always about it was always about just showing just fucking don't you don't you disrespect us. That's all it was. Yep. Boy, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. That's what it was all about. Yep.
1: It was it was always there shall be no solidarity. Yep. You shall yep. not show solidarity.
2: Yep. yep, that's all it was. Yep. That's all it was. Yep. And so but everybody's losing their mind. There's all kinds of people losing their mind. The the costumes that they used, you know, they weren't anything really risque. I mean, Janet Jackson had her tit out with a fucking pasty on. Right, I've seen you know more risque stuff happen in these Super Bowl things than this. You know, the Shakira one had fucking yeah, that had fucking uh not a coach having a conniption yeah, when did. Shakira what? was out there. <laughs> also, so- like, does does the football not have cheerleaders? Yeah, they have cheerleaders. Aren't they're, cheerleaders fairly scantily those, clad? Yeah, and, and they wear bloomers and they do like acrobatics and shit. So you could like, you could see up their skirts all the time because they're kicking their legs up like over mid-riffs their fucking head. And they're like and shit like yeah, in their and fucking then they cleavage. Also, just, they also have skirts that you could see their their bloomers when they kick right. up. So you could see, you know, they're wearing small little shorts. It's not like they're wearing fucking granny panties <laughs> under there. Like they're small
1: little shorts.
5: And that's
2: perfectly wholesome. If you watch football, yeah. that's perfectly wholesome. What's Absolutely.
0: not wholesome
1: Right is it's, the halftime show is never wholesome as long as any of the music or any of the art connects to the black community.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anytime true. the
1: music or art connects to the black community, which it frequently does, because much of music it has roots in black, in the black community, then all of a sudden, fucking white Christian America who only wants fucking kid rock and country music, they lose their fucking mind. And this yeah. Nick Adams guy, this MAGA author, he's like. Some fucking MAGA idiot. I don't even care. I got to read two tweets because they're my two favorite things I read this entire week. So Nick Adams says, Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, and Lee Greenwood would put on a better
2: halftime show than these hoodlums. I would I would fucking kill myself if I had to watch that. I would fucking just end it. There's no reason to ever watch anything either of these produced, but if you had to watch all three, oh, that, put my head in a trash compactor. Yep. I would, I would rather just lose my hearing forever. Yeah, I would no, rather yeah, immediately just, lose my hearing. I'll give it up. I'll Fine. peace out of hearing I'll learn forever.
1: ASL. I do not care. i yep. quit. I quit. I would rather listen to that fucking Ram Rock or Ram Cowboy <laughs> song we listened to. I'd rather listen to that a thousand times over, Cecil. Me too. Than Absolutely. anything Kid Rock has ever yeah. done. This tweet is the greatest tweet in all of tweeting. Kid Rock makes music for people who smoke cigarettes in the house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's so everything. fucking true. That's oh, it's everything. a fucking mic drop. Yes. The people who are saying like, "I'm so disgusted. I'm so disgusted with this halftime show. I'm so disgusted," and then they're you know their little kid. You know they're going to talk about how their little kid. Oh, it's my. I have this impressionable kid. And I saw something from like. What was his name Charlie Kirk? The guy with the shrinking face Yeah, disease, yeah, yeah, yeah. What that guy's name yep. is? That guy, <laughs> that guy. He said he said something about you know, oh, it's not wholesome anymore. It's all crazy and they called dis- it sexual anarchy. Sexual anarchy. <laughs> you know, like you can't show a kid a a, a person dancing, which again is not, it was not really risque at all. There was a couple of girls that had a little cheeky thing going on, but it was really short. They were only there for a minute. Mary J. Blige was in an outfit that like only showed like part of her thigh. I'm just like, I don't understand why any thighs, of you dude. people are. They were black thighs. Well, and so, but you you know, you're, you're gonna You're going to complain. And what you're going to do if you're on that side is you're going to blame it on your kid. You're going to say, well, I don't want my kid to see something like that. But you know what? Two plays earlier, a guy fucking hit another guy hit his fucking vertebrae, it shot out of his mouth like a fucking pest dispenser. And you're just like, no, that's fine. Yeah. No, that's good. That's fine. Oh yeah, his head, his, his, his leg went all the way around the back of him and it kicked him in his own head. <laughs> and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. You could see people getting fucking lifted, airlifted off the field. And that's totally cool. But the moment you see a black thigh, Oh, that's the end of it. That's yeah. a god. That's a horror. That's an absolute horror. And it's the same thing. It reminds me of that MPAA shit, yes. where they have like, like the the they have a a a system that wait that's weighted on violence, and it's and it's completely strict when it comes to anything sexual.
1: Yep, it's ridiculous. You can watch sixty minutes of the traumatic brain injury game. Yep, exactly. And that's, yeah. yeah, totally fine. Yeah, we, we are we are not. You know, as a as a society, we are, to your point, we are completely or becoming immune to greater and greater degrees of violence. And the thing is, like, violence is never consensual. That's, like, I mean, football isn't really violent, right? It's impact, but it's not violence. Yeah. But violence, by definition, is not consensual. But sex and sexuality at least can be consensual and yeah. is a part of normal human expression and, like, affection, and it's built into our society. There's nothing actually... We've we've only, we've only, like, kind of internalized this idea of dirtiness and sexuality, like, because of all these, like, weird religious fucking
2: hangups yeah, that we have. Yeah, it's all about religious hangups, man.
1: And, and, like, again, like, there is an age of appropriateness to, to just about everything you expose kids to, right? So, but we're fucking real comfortable with an intense amount of violence and real uncomfortable with thighs or, like, yeah, man. a butt. And we're liars yeah, about that, too, because you know what? If they're white thighs on that cheerleader, it's fucking fine. And it's in every game. And it's not a big deal when it's a Super Bowl or a pregame show or whatever. We're real fucking racist about it. We're real fucking hypocritical about it. And none of it,
2: none of it is ever true. Oh, two women of color a couple of years ago. Was it? I think it was Shakira and J-Lo. Yep. Horrible, right? They were people oh, were shitty. All the these Christians went crazy. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. You get a you get a young white girl out there singing something country and wearing a short skirt, and there's nobody cares. Oh, nothing nobody more wholesome than shit. that. Cecil. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't nothing give more a wholesome shit. Than they wouldn't that. give a fuck. Yep. And that's the and that's your problem is that it's fucking racist. Any person of color gets out there and they're immediately fucking flipping their shit.
1: Yeah, and I like this one last tweet because I think it's really telling too. Eminem has 15 Grammys. Kendrick Lamar has 13 Grammys. Mary J. Blige has nine awards. 31 nominations, Dr. Dre has seven Grammys. Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, Lee Greenwood all together have one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And That's there's it. another tweet in there where they're talking about Kid Rock was on the stage. He just happened to share the stage with two black people back in the day.
1: But it doesn't count.
2: It doesn't count. It doesn't count
1: because it wasn't an Because P. Diddy was crew. out
2: there. Right. When P. Diddy's out there, it doesn't count. Right. <laughs>
1: They lose their mind every year. It's every like,
2: year, every year, every and year. I, and the worst part was is I'm watching this happen. Right, I'm sitting at home watching the Super Bowl. I'm I'm enjoying the Super Bowl, and I recognize I know what's going to happen on Monday is they're going to talk. I, I most of the time they talk about it being satanic, and I didn't see a ton of that this year. I didn't either. I was what surprised. I, what I saw was just racist. Like it just turned racist instead.
4: And if I offended you, I am going to remind you in advance that I'm very sorry and I apologize for the inconvenience of me not giving up.
1: This story is from LGBTQ Nation. Christians argue First Amendment doesn't protect Satanic Temple as they try to cancel it. So there was SatanCon, Cecil, in Arizona this weekend. And of course there were protests at SatanCon.
2: Guess which one one was violent? The protests. <laughs> well, wait. We're gonna wait for you. Okay, you yep. caught up. Okay, uh, there here I you down. go. Big shot. Yeah, my my favorite is Lucian Greaves Twitter down near the bottom. Concerned citizen calls for bocott of <laughs> hotel, And it's B-O-C-C-O-T-T, is what they spelled. So they misspelled boycott. <laughs> and then the best part is, is that the next one, the next tweet is somebody had she had fixed her sign, but she wrote. B and O so close together that her <laughs> boycott now has just two. She, she did draw the Y in there, but it's just so close. You can't even tell. It looks like what she did was she drew angry eyebrows it does, over it her totally O does. and her C. It looks hilarious. You have to go to this photo. She like gets called out for having a misspelled sign and then she literally can't She can't fix it because she fucked up so bad when she spelled it. She doesn't have enough room to actually fix it. It's Oh my God! It's so delicious. It's so delicious. A bocott. That's I, a... a bocott. We got a bocott, a <laughs> hotel. That's amazing. <laughs> g- 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 uh... I
1: I love it because Charlie Kirk he gets all upset and he's like, okay, you, we, it's not protected because it's not real religion. Also, we can't have Satanists. Then why are you worried about them if yeah. they're not a real religion? If not you don't think religion. that it's a real religion, then you're just like, eh, whatever. You can't have it both ways. God, but these co- oh, I love it. I, love, I love it so the, much. The Protestants and Catholics got into it. So there were there were there were protesters protesting Satancon. And there was literally a conflict that the police had to be called for not because of any of the satanists who the hotel workers described as wholesome, but because the Protestants and Catholics couldn't get along <laughs> protesting the satanists.
3: <laughs> That's amazing. It's so great. Uh,
2: it's so great, dude. It's so good, and and I love, I love these guys. They just go out there and tune them up. Yep. They just walk out there and tune them up, and then they. The best part is, is every single one of these dim-witted religious people just vomits something out their face hole, and they look like an idiot. Yep. And you yep. just think this is the exact reason. This is the exact reason why the Satanic Temple should exist, and what they're doing is righteous. It's it, awesome. Yes. Yep. One day we'll get Lucian Greaves on. I'd love to talk to him. We tried that one time. I know. know If you remember, it didn't didn't, work. Didn't work out. Didn't work. I'd love to talk to him. I would love to have a conversation with the guy. Dan, what is your deal? If anybody
3: doesn't know, Dan is the worst. I took a vow to not say who was the worst, but it's Dan.
5: You guys are making me look bad in front
1: of God. What's that? Oh, look, it's Jesus. And he said,
3: stop it. The word of the
1: Lord. This story. This story is life. This story is from CNN. A pastor baptized people for decades using one wrong word. Now those are all considered invalid. You guys, let me explain to you what this guy did, because this is how tenuous the magic spell is. In fact, all of this. I at first I thought this Cecil. I thought. Well, they kind of make some exception, but this is crazy. So, this father, Andres Arango, performed thousands of baptisms. And in those baptisms, he would say, We baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But he should have said, I baptize you, not we.
2: Yeah, so by saying, he's, We. He's saying, Christ <clears throat> baptized you or something. Right. Yeah.
1: He said, the issue with using we is that it is not the community that baptizes a person. Rather, it is Christ and him alone who presides over all the sacraments. So, all right, so here's the problem. Now, now in the Catholic Church, none of those baptisms happened. Right. But the sacraments, I guess, stack together like they they rely on one another. So then they it's not just their baptism, other yeah, sacraments.
2: You're not confirmed. You're not confirmed. You didn't get all the other stuff that they have to do. And yeah. And,
1: and, and like, so they're legitimately telling these people. They can't like say, oh, that was just a wording choice error. But instead they oh, so- really believe, Cecil, that the
2: magic spell didn't work. And now all the other magic spells didn't work. <laughs> What's insane to me <clears throat> is that somebody would even mention this that somehow someone wouldn't just quietly take the father on the side and say, hey man, next time you do that, just say I. Don't do me anymore. Just say I. You know, because like, it's like messing up your your spiel as a telemarketer. Yeah, Uh, maybe you didn't say it exactly, but the people you were talking to kind of got the gist and they still told you to put them on the no call list. It's not like anything changed. (laughs) You're still on the no call list, so it doesn't matter. But it's one of those things where, where you'd think, that the damage control here in your brain is, let's do this on the side. Let's just forget this. Let's forget anything ever happened. Nobody cares. But instead, they call it out. And then they just say, it's all invalidated. I don't know if you remember, but years ago, when when, when I first got married, now I got married almost 20, uh, at this point, it's going to be 22 this year. 22 years ago, I got married in a Catholic church. And when I got married, uh, I wasn't religious, but my wife was at the time. My wife is no longer religious, but she was at the time. And so we both, we decided to get married in a Catholic church. When we got, after we got married, one of the major things, one of the major reasons why she left the church is she was told by a priest, if you're not going to have kids, you should just get your marriage annulled because you should just fucking shit out kids. And she was like, I'm not going to do that. Fuck off. And actually this, this is bullshit, right? You're trying to control me. And you're also saying that the sacrament that I went through isn't, it's not worthy to you because I'm not going to do the things you want me to. You're not going to force me to do these things. The Catholic church loves to alienate people. They just love to do it. They do it all the time. They love to do it. And then they put out papers and then they put out fucking news articles where they say, what's wrong with all these kids these days? What's wrong with all the nuns and the duns? if you told me that this happened to me and I had to go back and redo all kinds of weird shit, which sucks anyway, right? Nobody wants to do that anyway. They just go there. They're going to fucking church because they have to asshole. Not because they fucking want to. And most people anyway. And so they're going to go to church and they're just going to sit there and be like, oh man, now I'm not, I'm not an actual Catholic. Well, maybe I never was a Catholic. Maybe all of it's bullshit. And I'll tell you what, anybody who is fucking misdiagnosed by your fucking baptism or whatever. <laughs> come on over to agnosticism. Come on over to atheism because there's nobody here who's going to judge you because you said the fucking wrong word one time. I, I
1: I could not believe the implication here. And I'm constantly startled, Cecil, by this reality because there's part of me that really thinks that none of them actually believe this. Yeah. that yeah. That, it's, that it's just something like, Like believe, believe, like deeply believe that there is a magic spell and that if you don't say it right, it didn't work. But what they're actually saying is without the magic spell being said right, with one word, the magic spell means none of the magic took. Because otherwise, Cecil, your solution is the solution. Oh, hey, man, you know you're just doing that a little wrong. Oh, okay, I'll stop doing it wrong. That's how it would work in the real world where you're not really
2: believing that the magic happened. Yeah. Yeah. You're mispronouncing Fuck. the Latin in your Harry Potter spell. Right. Yeah. Guy got fucking
1: expelliarmus
2: right out <laughs> of the fucking church. Sorry, Tom. It's expelliarmus. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you can no longer be a priest to Harry Potter. You gotta turn in your scarf. I gotta turn. I gotta <laughs> turn in my broom. I gotta sweep gotta up turn before in I go. And your broom and your scarf <laughs> and your weird little Jewish goblin. <laughs> <laughs> my anti-Semitic goblin. Your anti-Semitic goblin. You gotta turn him into. Uh, I'm not saying that Nadja is hysterical, but she blames everything
4: on witches. The witches have been toying with our rugs again. Please get some witch-proof carpet tape and tape that rug down witches.
1: <gasps> See, so, can we talk about this Greg Locke story real quick because Yeah, for sure. I love it. It's from religionnews.com. Tennessee preacher Greg Locke says demons told him names of witches in his church.
2: Should I play it? Yeah, play it. Play it. Play it. So, now yes. that I want to mention this is edited by uh this was edited by Hemant Mehta. So, uh, so th- this is what part of the entire article is actually about. Is Greg Locke is saying that it's since it's edited, it's not the actual thing, and Hemant is claiming I just edited it for content. I I just edited it for time, not content, because I can only post so much on Twitter. So, those are the two opposing sides. I tend to agree with Hemant. Yeah, even right. Though I didn't see the whole thing in its in its entirety.
4: We got first and last names. Of six witches that are in our church, and you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now. (laughs) He just did a little dance. Three of you in the room right now. You better look in my eyeballs. We ain't afraid of you, you stinking witch. You devil worshiping Satanist witch, we cast you out <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your spells, we break your curse. We got your first name, we got your last name, we even got an address for one of you. You so much as cough wrong, and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent, you stinking witch. You were sent to this church to destroy us. You were sent to this church to lure us in. You were sent to this church to cast spells. Listen, some of you been sick because you befriended that witch. Two of you in my wife's latest Bible study, and you know who you are, and we're going to ask you to get out, or I'll expose you in front of everybody. We got all six of their names, all six of them. Two of them had already been confirmed before that thing ever even said it. First and last night, this chick is new to our church and don't know none of you. So you got a choice. You can leave with your spells all by yourself. Or I'll show up next Sunday with a stage full of brooms. And I'll give you one and I'll (coughs) fly your tail up out of this place in the name of Jesus. But we ain't playing your spell casting, witchcraft, nonsense, sage burning games. Everybody okay? Yeah. <laughs> the witches are like, nope. And your little dog, too. You're out,
2: witch. I feel trim and showy right now. I'm sorry, Tom. I just feel very trim and showy right now. I just. I'm glad that that resonated with you, Cecil,
1: because it is how I feel all the time. <laughs> this guy also, here's where he got the names of the witches, guys. In his imagination, First of all, but second, in his story, the story he is telling is that demons that he was casting out of somebody told him the names of witches. And my first thought was, but aren't demons liars in your world? (laughs) (laughs) I love that he's like, gonna believe them. That's amazing. Like, demons are your source. For this Id- <laughs> fucking... There's no demons. That's nonsense. There's no witches. Citation You're an demons. idiot. Yeah. But like, if they're... Even if all of your crazy, insane world were true, I don't know, man. Maybe you don't listen
2: to the demons. Isn't that your thing? Also, do you really think that he has a name? No, this he is, doesn't. What he's got is some... He's a, it's a, It's all performative. Yeah, well, Cecil, so I
1: actually do... I When he said like, there's two in my wife's Knitting circle or fucking whatever. I thought,
2: yeah, the, he's got a fucking beef with two ladies. He pro- its either that or he has no name at all, right? Because it's so easy just to say, right. "I know there's somebody in here. I know you're a you're a turncoat." you know, I mean, you look at the whole room and you just say that. And then what it, what it does for you is it makes you look like you're the omnipotent of one. Course. It makes look, you look like you have all the answers and you are the one who's telling them, I know there's somebody in this room. I know hundred percent. Somebody's in this room and I know you're, you're against me and you, and you, and I'm going to call you out. I'll call you out next time if you show up. And there's going to be somebody who doesn't show up next right, time. But- people who don't show up because they're Got COVID. Right, yeah, because they you all got COVID sick. Church. That's the thing is like, you have a church where right. you don't vaccinate or mask, you weirdo. I there's this, this,
1: this whole thing is so fucking bizarre to me. Cause I I also thought, if I believed in witches, like really actually believed in witches, why would I be like, you should leave on your own next time? Don't come back here. Or like, why wouldn't I fucking immediately call that shit out? And like, what? Yeah. I, it'd be like if I was like, if I knew there was a murderer, Cecil. Sure In my house And I was like Next yeah. dinner party The murderers Better not show up They can't come Right Because, But well, I'm not gonna do Anything about it today Either I have Agatha Christie And a murderer Or I don't <laughs> have anybody Those are the two options What <laughs> I And then my other thought Cecil was like These are There's just six ladies He's fucking And doesn't want to get caught That could be Right two. It could like,
2: be that too Almost certainly If you're this guy I see this guy And I think no right?
1: Well Yeah That's fair <laughs> That's fair.
2: (laughs) You know, not only is he doing it, I think, for the theatrical effect of convincing people that he's all powerful and understands yeah. and you can't get anything past him. I also feel like he's doing it for the bravado that it shows him as an ass kicker. Yes. Right? He's doing it because he wants to He wants to talk about, yeah, well, I was in the supermarket and this guy didn't get out of the way. And I said, excuse me. And he moved. <laughs> that's the story. Like, that's the whole story. These There's guys always have it. stories
1: of the time they were
2: just about Yeah. These guys oh, yeah, are 100%. always just about a just about us that's a perfect way to put it that's a perfect way to put it fuck these just about us so we would like to thank our patrons of course we'd like to thank all our patrons but we'd like to thank our newest patrons KJ Aaron Kevin Karatessa Sparkle that's, that's a s- great name Sarah Blue Heron 55 Dalton Kathleen John Sordidiatis, Sordidiatis, I don't know Sure, if I said that right, Th- Thomas, Jim, Solcrates, Crystal. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your generous support. We we are so blown away by the support that we got from the community in the past couple of weeks. Um, we really just wanted to implore people to join in. If they've been fans for a while, just to join in and just come, come by, be a patron. Uh, you know, we, we try to make sure that our patrons get a little extra from us. Uh, we wound up uh, skipping the stream this week because uh, Tom and I weren't in the same place, and both of us were both exhausted from <laughs> long days on the road. Snowstorm. Because uh, people don't know how to drive here, so we we decided to skip the stream this week. But uh, every week we take the stream and any audio that comes from that stream, we we give it to patrons as a podcast. So if you have the RSS feed from Patreon, your podcast player will say, "Hey, there's something new," and it normally pops in on Thursday or Friday. And it's the stream from the previous night. And so Tom and I's uh, uh, stream will be there very often. Ian's part of that stream. And so you get a chance to listen to those. It's essentially a podcast, an extra podcast you get every week. That's almost an hour long. Sometimes it's it's up to an hour. It can be even longer, but most of the time we we, we start to wrap it up around uh, you know 45 minutes or so. But it's still a nice long bit of extra audio that you get in your podcast player every week. All right. So let's go through a little bit of email here. Uh, we got a bunch of messages, Tom. We did, Tommy, about some things that you need to talk about. So Tommy we or Tom, did. people don't like people don't like that you didn't like Tommy.
1: I know. I was. I may. I made a joke last week about uh, Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville. 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 And I, I went off on. Town. the name People Tommy. like Tommy
2: to Potato Town. By the way, they like that better. I,
1: Tommy Potato, I think that's his
2: name. I think just like Michelle Obachman, I think it's a thing. I think it's Tommy Potato Town. Tommy Potato Town. That's it, that's it, it. that's it.
1: And I got to say, you guys came at me, and you're right, I should not. If you want to call yourself Tommy, call yourself Tommy. That's all right. Go go ahead with it. Whatever name fits
2: you, you go to town. You go to town. And... If you just don't call yourself Potato Town. Okay, because that's yeah, go to town. Any town. Potato any Town, town is Potato Town. You got to go to a yeah. different town. Spud's Town we is even yeah. open. Potato Town you can't go to. Wherever. Speaking of Potato Town, Jesus fucking Christ, Tom. We got a message from This is George, a horror show. And he sent us these fucking images of a baby. I think it's a baby. Maybe it's supposed to be a football player. I don't know. Somebody fucking made a fucking meatloaf. And they, they put little Ugh. pearl onions for eyes. And it's made out of ground beef with bacon underwear. Then they bake the fucking thing. And it looks like a goddamn horror. It looks, it like, looks kind of like a fucking cremated teddy bear.
1: It looks it when looks like a it.
2: scab. It looks horrifying. It, it's, really, it's really a nightmare. It's horrifying.
1: So it's anyway, really a they call
2: it the meat baby. We're going to put pictures on this week's show notes. George, you should be ashamed of yourself for sending that to us. It's a horror. It's an absolute horror. We got a message. Uh, this is from David. And David says, Hey, just letting you know, I've been a listener for 10 years and was a patron for a few of those. And he's like, I bowed up. I bowed out when I was saving for a house and stuff, but I'm back. And we want to thank you, David. David's back. Coming back. Thank you for sticking with us for so long as a podcast. We really do appreciate everyone who listens and we appreciate everybody who's a patron. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us uh, back on Patreon, David.
1: Cecil, as, as we've, come into you know 617 episodes we've been doing this for so long i am always blown away by those people who've said like i've been listening to you guys since day one i've been listening to you guys for 10 plus years yeah. and i think that's just such an incredible amount of time to have the same some of the same fans and the same listeners yeah uh, for you guys that are that have stuck around with us for that long genuinely thank you i, I think it's i think it's fucking amazing to have people that we've hung out with in some way yeah, and been a part of your lives right. for 10 plus years yeah. every week. I mean, I
2: think that's just a cool thing to, to let us do. You, you, you spent over 617 hours with us by a lot, could right? be by, by a lot, right? It could be almost 900 hours that you spent with us. We got a message. Um, I'm not going to say this is from, but they had mentioned that their, that their father had died of COVID. And we read this message and we just want to reach out and say we're really sorry that you we we read this message and it's really heartbreaking um, that your that your dad passed away and died of COVID. It is. And we read you know the, this this whole this whole email is heartbreaking to read and I'm very sorry you lost your father this week. That's so that's so difficult. It's very sad. I'm so sorry. You know we got a bunch of messages about New Egg. A couple people told us, yeah, man, you got to save the box. A couple like I'm mean, gonna just refresh if you missed the stream. Um, a show computer that I had built for the show, the video card crapped out after like 45 days and I paid a lot of money for this video card. And so I, because video cards are insanely expensive right now, I'm giving you guys a super short version. If you want the longer version, you can watch the stream from a couple weeks ago. Essentially what I did was I, I, I contacted Newegg who I bought the thing from and I complained about it. I said, hey man, you, know, you sold me a bunk part and they said, we'll send it back in. Well, I didn't send it in in the exact box that I got it in. And they told me they could not do an RMA because I didn't send the box in. I had the part, I had everything that they needed, but the box is what they wanted because they wanted to resell the fucking thing, even though it's broken. And I was like, I don't have the box. And they said, well, great, we're going to send it back to you in the fucking mail. And so I essentially wasted... Fifteen days, sending a fucking piece of of plastic across the country for no goddamn reason, and they could have just told me that they couldn't replace it if I didn't have the box. But there's no nothing there. Got a ton of messages this week about different YouTube channels that are dealing with New Egg. A couple people sent us other stuff. A couple of people told me I'm stupid and I should keep the box. So I will remember (laughs) it in the future. I just didn't know this time that you needed it for a graphics card, but what are you going to do? We're going to try to contact the companies, what we're going to do. And hopefully we don't have to pay a fucking King's ransom for a new one. We got a message from Neve and Neve sent up uh, an image. She was talking about the human remains story. Now this was a while ago. We did this human remains story where these guys were like dowsing rods and whatnot over these graves She sent an image to them. And it looks like a work light. It looks like they were waving a work light over the fucking graves. It's just a shitty old work lamp. (laughs) That's it.
1: Just, fuck it. It, The thing is, Cecil, it doesn't matter what you wave over a grave. It doesn't change anything. How
2: does that change? Like, is it processed with, like, spirit dust in it? Like, how does it even work?
1: (laughs) Ghosts hate halogen. (laughs) They
2: make the halogen lamp move. That's
1: amazing. Get the fuck out of here. That's amazing.
2: So uh, we got a message. This is from Phil. And Phil says, I have a question about psychedelic substances. Uh, He heard me one time talking about uh, taking LSD. um, And he said, I'm not sure if both of you have had experience with it or other substances similar to that. What are your thoughts on those who claim to have spiritual connections with the universe or God or whatever you would call it? Um, It seems like very popular And he says, right now, there's a lot of scientific backing for mental health. So people are, right now, going into take some of these psychedelics, and they're seeing if it can work for some types of things like depression or other types of things. Addiction is another thing I've heard that they're using psychedelics for. Um, I I gotta say, like, like you know, when it comes to the spirituality stuff, I mean. All that spirituality stuff has to do with, you know, how your brain is is wired and, and the chemicals that are being released in your brain. And, you know, it, it, I think it's pretty easy to see the people who are in those churches that go through these spiritual experiences, they are having an endorphin rush, some sort of chemical release is going on when they're, you know, writhing yes. on the ground and they're dancing and they're picking up snakes, or whatever. So, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're popping something to induce that or it's the crowd that's doing it to you. There's always something that's changing the chemicals of your brain to make you feel better and make you feel different. And so, you know, whether it is or not, I, I, there's no, it, it, there is no spirit. I'm telling you right now, it's not spiritual, but <laughs> it's just chemical. I I I think there's two questions in here, and they're both interesting. But the
1: the first one is the experience is very real. Like I'm not, you know, so but an experience can be real without necessarily equating to something outside of your own head, right? It doesn't have to
2: be paranormal or something. Right.
1: I and I I've never had LSD, but I've I've taken Molly, and my experience with Molly is that coming down off of Molly feels exactly the same way that falling in love with someone feels. It felt exactly the same way it felt to fall in love with my wife. And it was a very real feeling and it's a very real experience and it's powerful. But it's it's something that happens inside our brains when things happen to us. So I think it's entirely possible to have wonderful experiences that you can imbue with meaning if you so choose or if the circumstances and context are right around a psychedelic, drugs. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead with it. Yeah. Enjoy it. If you get something from it and you learn and grow as a person, then how is that bad? As far as whether or not it's good for medical stuff or not, you figure that out the same way we figure out all other medical Every questions. Other we medical do rigorous questions. scientific study and then we determine whether or not it's efficacious yep. for use. There seems yep. to be a lot of interesting and positive preliminary study on a number of different drugs. Um, One thing I think we have a social stigma against are drugs that we enjoy that may also be beneficial. We want our drugs at least, we want our drugs to be neutral at best and often to have some bad side effects, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I think that there is a social stigma to the idea that something could help and also be
2: pleasant, I also and, think too, Tom, that there is a group of people out there that take a drug and want to tell you that it can fix everything. Yeah, 100%, See cannabis. Man. See cannabis. Yep. They want to C- tell CBD, you... Bud. Cannabis yep. is fucking the chiropractic of of the drug world. People think it cures fucking everything. everything. They think everything. It, I mean, literally any <laughs> problem you have, they think you can smoke a fucking bowl and you can fix literally everything. I'm yep. not saying, cause I don't know any of the studies that ha- And don't please don't send them to me. Cause I don't care. I genuinely don't care. I'm just saying like, I, I know for sure it doesn't fix all the things that people claim it fixes. And I don't right. even know if it has any medical benefits at all, but I'm just saying like, it' genuine. There's no way it is a fucking wonder drug Panacea. that fixes everything. No way. Yeah, there
1: are, yeah, there are no panaceas, yeah. right? But so, but it's it, that's it's a, it's, a, it's a th or pot is a great example. If if pot is pleasant, there are some people that will discount any possibility of pot having any medical use, right? Because it's pleasant. And then there are also people who are like, because it's pleasant, it must have every medical use. must have every use, yeah. And the the truth is that if we're determining whether or not something has a medical use, that's a distinct question. And it needs to be separated from its experience. Yeah, yeah. And when we mix those things
2: together, we cloud both issues. Yeah. And we can't do that. We we really should not do that. We let our feelings dictate how we feel about that drug before we yeah. figure out the data about how we feel about that drug right. we should what we should know about that drug right uh Tom we think fingers yep. crossed fingers next crossed. week we will have a link to the book now that that we still have to look at the final proof this weekend but we expect on the show next week we should be able to announce that the book is released. We're hoping that that's the case. It is not currently out yet, but one more week, we should be able to have a brand new book in your hands. One that Tom and I are both very proud that we wrote, very and much Tom so. is currently reading that book. It's also my hope that by the time our show hits in two weeks—not this upcoming Monday, the following week—the audio book is also done, and so we'd have two things by that Monday when the show finally does release that there would also there would be a a place to buy the paperback and there will be a place to get the audio book that's a great hope i don't know if that's true it's it's ambitious there's that's a lot of work in there but we are pretty sure for sh- we are pretty sure next thursday we should have a link to you for you to buy the book next thursday um but then the audio book again that's we're not sure but we're going to try we're going to try we're but we're super excited we're so excited about this book and we're so excited that you're going to get it in your hands and we're so excited you're going to read it so uh, keep, keep listening to us next week. Tune back in next week. We are definitely going to at least have some announcement about it. So come join us on stream too. Next week on the stream, uh, we'll be there 9 p.m. Central Time. That's on Twitch, on Facebook, and on YouTube. That is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity
5: is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit.